Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Well, hello again. Hello again. Welcome back to Kingsgate Church. Those of you joining us today on the live stream on YouTube or Facebook, welcome back. Welcome back. Or if you're checking this message out later on SoundCloud, Welcome back uh, to Kingsgate Church. We know God has a plan and purpose for your life, and he's going to speak to you through today's word. Not because it's my word, but especially because it's God's word. Someone say God's word. He always has something for everybody in his word. It's, it's customized. It hits you where you need it, touches you, convicts you, changes you, and it, it moves you and inspires you. So we've been talking about the greatest stories. Someone say the greatest stories. So the stories that Jesus told. Now, there's debate. I've said this for a few weeks where, you know, some of the stories that say, is that a parable or is it a real life story? I don't think it matters because Jesus is communicating truth. Right. You can communicate truth through a fiction story. You can communicate truth through a story that has real characters involved in it. So the point is that Jesus is speaking truth. He said himself when referring to himself, I'm the way, the truth and the life. Most humans love a good story. So right now we're in a, a stage, I hope it lasts forever, but Camila asked her dad to tell, uh, tell her stories about when we were kids. And she came into the office this morning. I love my time with Camila, my niece, um, on Sunday mornings. And she's a chatterbox, and she's talkative, and she shows up in a good mood. And she says, Uncle Matt, would you tell me a story? Would you tell us a story about when you and my dad were little? And you were young, so we tell her stories. Stories are relatable. Stories get people's attention. You imagine things as someone is telling a, a story, right? It's like reading a good book. You're there. All of a sudden, you're there. You're transported. I told her a silly story today. It was something I remembered. My brother didn't quite remember that story. But there are things that we, we look back on and we learn a lesson from them. Or, like the one lady said, I was telling, I don't know who I was telling. I think it was Dad Brown, a lady, she I don't know if it was on Instagram, but Jen sent it to me the other day. Uh, this will preach. But this is a small story, and the lady said, <laughs> she said, I've been putting something off for months, and it took 15 minutes to do it. She said, I will learn nothing from this. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I would learn something from it and say, man, maybe next time just tackle it, right? Any of you ever been there? You learn from that mistake? Say, man, I should have just hit that head on. I feared it, or I didn't want to do it, or I was too lazy, or whatever. Should have just done it. Been thinking about it for months. But stories teach us lessons, things we should have done better. Let's get into it today. Let's go Matthew chapter 25, verse 1. Matthew chapter uh, 25, verse 1. And this is a powerful story, but it's very serious and sobering. Teaches us something that we need to really, really tune in and be ready for the return of Jesus. He says, then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids, Jesus is telling them who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Hmm. How many of you know we're the body of Christ, we're the bride of Christ, right? One day we will be at the marriage feast of the Lamb. The big banquet in heaven, we, many of us believe it will be um, after the rapture during the seven-year tribulation. You can eat whatever you want, and you won't gain any weight. It will be the marriage feast of the Lamb. Can you imagine what that's going to be like? What a spread. So it's talking about these ten bridesmaids. It says five of them were foolish, and five were wise. Somebody say foolish. So half and half here. The five who were foolish didn't take enough oil, enough olive oil for their lamps. Did you know that olive oil, you can burn it in a lamp. 
for light. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. Hmm. When the bridegroom was delayed, it says, of the wise and the foolish, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. That is unique. I'm not going to speak much to that, but time was passing. They were waiting. You know, many of us were waiting for the return of Jesus. Things happen. At midnight, they were roused by the shout, look, the bridegroom is coming. Oh, my goodness, I can feel his presence. The bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. Wow, they've been waiting. We've been waiting so long for the return of Jesus. We've been talking about it my whole life. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. So, oh, man, we're going to go in now. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, you know what? Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. You can almost hear them saying, we didn't know we were going to have to wait this long. We didn't know he was going to tarry so long. We didn't know we'd need extra oil in our lamps. There's a song we used to sing in church when we were kids. Lord, give me oil in my lamp. Keep it burning. Give me oil in my lamp. You have to keep the light burning. It's a big thing in the Old Testament. Scripture talked about, I believe it's in Ezekiel, where um, when the Israelites got to a place where they were far from God, they let the lamps go out that were supposed to burn day and night in front of the temple. They They let the lamps go out. You can never let your lamp go out. Remember, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. The foolish... The foolish bridesmaids, they said, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. We, we didn't know. You know, there, people say that, right? Can you imagine telling God that on Judgment Day? We didn't know. And he says, oh, no, you had my word. You knew. But the others replied, we don't have enough for all of us. I got enough just to keep my lamp burning. You should have known. We should have been ready. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves, which is an interesting part of the the story, because here they are at midnight and there's shops open. <laughs> That's something else. But here we go. But while they were gone, someone say while they were gone. Mm. Very sobering. While they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Oh, man. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was what? It was closed and locked. Hmm. I've heard of people closing down a business meeting, locking the door after a certain time. I've heard of churches doing that for safety reasons, for, for other reasons. I've heard of people closing up their door and locking it when people are late. But can you imagine you are locked out of the marriage feast of the Lamb? Are you catching this? As being locked out of heaven, as being locked out of the next stage, one of the most important stages ever with God. That's eternity. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, They had no idea, but they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. They weren't ready. But he called back, believe me, I don't know you. Oh, my goodness. So you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or hour of my return, Jesus said. Now that that is something... They, they say it in the South. They've, they've said it in many places. That is really something for us to chew on, isn't it? That's something for us to ruminate on and think about. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Let's put my first point up here because Jesus will return. He very well could return in our lifetime. And for those that scoff and say, well, well they've been saying that. Yeah, but it's 2,000 years now. And if you notice historically... I'm not going to get into all of it, but it looks like major, major, major events happen in mankind, with mankind, and for mankind 
or despite mankind every 2,000 years. Some believe that between creation and the flood was 2,000 years. Many believe um, between the flood and Jesus was 2,000 years. And, of course, we know that you can prove it with a calendar that we are around 2,000 years since Jesus came to earth. So something is happening. There's predictions of an asteroid hitting earth. Um, I'm going to have some references to Matthew 24 here in a moment. Not yet, but earlier on in the, in the, in the chapter, Matthew 24, talks about all the signs of Jesus coming. His disciples said, what will be the signs of your return? Things are happening now. People are questioning their identity, male or female. People are trying to get laws passed to where the age of consent is lowered so that they can have relations with children. There are things going on, uh, homosexuality and all kinds of things, all kinds of things, and it's never been quite like this before except maybe if you look back at Sodom and Gomorrah and you saw what happened to them. So something big is happening. Something is on the horizon. Study this. But we know that Jesus will return, and I believe it's soon. I've been saying this since COVID. If we're wrong, if I'm wrong, hey, we'll change our plans, whatever. We live a long life here on earth. Great, praise God. He's promised us that. But man, we are preparing for his return. Jesus will return, and I believe it's soon. Look around you. This parable refers to the rapture. Say, what is the rapture? Well, that actual word is not used in the Old Testament, but there is a taking away. So where, where Jesus takes his people to him and draws them to him. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. Look at this. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. Some of y'all heard that scream and you had to go check, make sure it was your kiddo or what was happening, huh? I know. Say, who was that? <laughs> they were, that scream was breaking glass. Look at this right here. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. Oh, man, there's a lot going on. First, the believers, who not the wicked, the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Wow. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. Hmm. So encourage each other with these words. There's all kinds of things right now leading up to the return of Jesus. And Jesus talks about it when you get home today or soon. Matthew chapter 24, the disciples said, Lord, what's the sign of your coming? And when will you come back? And what's going to go on? What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? And he says there's going to be deceptions, many coming in my name. Don't let anyone deceive you. He talks, starts talking about earthquakes, wars and rumors of wars, all these things. And we've got to stay ready. You say, man, what if there were, even the wise took a nap before he came. Okay, yeah, you can enter into his rest, but you still prepare for his coming. You still got to be ready. Things are happening in the world that have never happened before. Folk, and once again, there are scoffers out there who say, even believers who love God say, yeah, but they've been saying that for a long time. Yeah, but here we are nearing the 2,000-year mark. What's going to happen? Is it worth it putting off, getting close to God? Is it really worth it just, just to put life first and put the things of life before Jesus? His return, we believe, is imminent. And I've said it, said it for a while, man. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I've said it for a while. Man, I believe during COVID, just strange things were happening. We knew it wasn't the end of the world. Some, some thought it was the end of the world. Some said, man, this is the end times. Get ready. 
They thought it was the end. Well, I believe things like COVID, that, that is the beginning, the very beginning of the end. I really do. I really do. Say, man, is it going to be 20 years from now? Is it going to be five years from now? I don't know, but Jesus will return. Someone say Jesus will return. Mm -hmm. And I want you to take this in a very sober-minded way today. Thank you. I love, I love how big those letters are. Jesus will return because it's a serious thing. Your eternity is a serious thing. You say, well, if I miss the return of Jesus, I'll just stay back here in the tribulation and I will personally fight the Antichrist. Well, okay. Well, I don't know, but I want to get out of here on the first trip out. Things are not getting better. And if you miss the rapture, who knows where your heart will be, right? So why risk it? Things are going to be happening. Judgments are going to be falling. You read through the book of Revelation. It's going to be going on. And, and you know, who knows what they're going to say when we're snatched away? Who knows? It would not shock me if governments around the world don't say something crazy like, you know what, the aliens took them because they were haters. Really, people have theorized that. It sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, who knows, man? Say, man, you know what, all these people were haters. They were against homosexuality and pedophilia, and they were against abusing drugs and alcohol, man, and they're just in our way. They just don't want us to have fun. And, and man, they're gone now. They're out of our way. We can do what we want now. I'm telling you, and then there's going to be those that go, oh, my gosh, what they said was true and what the word said was true. So your job right now is to be a light and know that Jesus is coming. So we've got to take as many with us as we can. Scripture says snatching them out of the fire. What are we waiting for, right? What are we waiting for? So let's look at point two today. And I'm not going to go real long. But I want to let this message hit home today. Stay prepared. Say, how do I stay, stay prepared for his coming? How? Seek God. You've got to seek God like never before. This has to be real to you. Not a religious thing. Not a, I'm checking off a box. Say, man, Pastor Matt, can we just have some fun this morning? Man, we'll have fun. You know with me there will always be some fun here and there. But I, want, I, I need to speak to you about the seriousness of the matter. Even as believers, you need, especially as believers, you need to stay prepared. Why? You just don't know when Jesus is going to show back up. You've got to stay right with God, man. You've got to walk with him. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24, verse 37. And in reading this text, it's really going to back up my second and third point this morning very well. It says, when the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. You search Scripture. Scripture said that mankind got to the place where every waking thought was evil. How can I sin? How can I commit a sexual sin? How can I do something? And it's, the, it's, it's really getting close to that again. Every waking thought, the constant thought on the mind of mankind, men and women, was how to commit evil. It says, in those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties, you know, life was going up, and weddings, right up to the time Noah entered his boat. Hmm. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. See, is another flood coming? No, according to the rainbow and the promise made us and animals, the scripture says the covenant is with us and all of the animals, is that he's never going to destroy the world by flooding it again. That's the good news. The bad news is, Scripture says in the book of Revelation and other references in Scripture that the earth is going to be burned up to make way for the new heavens and the new earth. So judgment's coming again, but it's not going to be by, by a, a worldwide flood. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. 
That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. It'll be sudden. It'll be sudden. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. So you too must keep watch, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Hmm. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into, right? You also must be ready all the time. Someone say all the time. All the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Now, I do believe this about believers. I always have. I believe we will know the season when it's winding down and we know Jesus is going to come any day now and we'll be in agreement about it in the Spirit. People will be going, you know what, Pastor Matt? I think it's time. There's something burning in me. we got to tell people we're, we're going to be out of here soon. I'm so concerned about my relatives. I'm concerned about this. I'm concerned. You know, man, it's coming. I believe we'll know the season, but you will not know the day or the hour. It could be in the middle of the night. It could be in the day. Man, there'll be people working in the oil field, and some the believers are snatched away. There'll be a pilot and a co-pilot, and one is saved and one isn't, and one will be gone while they're flying a plane. Hopefully not both of them are saved at that time. They better put a worldly pilot in these times, at least one worldly pilot, someone who's not serving God so the plane doesn't go down. But it's just something I've always thought of since I was a kid. It's not real deep or anything, but, you know, and that could be happening too. So there'll be people snatched away out of airplanes, man. Taking away, we call it the rapture. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Let's put that point two up again. Stay prepared. Stay prepared. Stay ready. How? You seek God. You stay right with God. You stay clean. You stay, Scripture says, unspotted from the world. We don't want, want folks to confuse us with worldly people. Stay connected. Keep coming to church, man. Go to small group. Stay connected. Stay in prayer in the Word. Obey God's Word. Listen to godly advice. Don't scoff at godly advice. You know, some people are terrible at listening to godly advice. They ask for advice and they do their own thing. Man, listen to godly advice. Don't do your own thing. Don't do your own thing. Here we are right now where everything is leading up to the return of Jesus. Everything. It's all coming down to this. This is the most important time in history for believers, man, for the planet up to this point, uh, next to the return of, next to the first time that Jesus came. This is the return of Jesus, and he's coming to take his people. Man, it is something to think about. It's something to pray about. It's something to be ready for. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Some of us are natural procrastinators. It's not something you want to procrastinate about and put off. You must stay prepared. Scripture says a fool sees danger coming and doesn't prepare themselves. We've got to see, see it's coming. Say, man, the rapture is that? Well, it's going to be danger for some if they're not taken, right? Say, man, I'll just, I'll serve God when I want. I'm, I'm just not ready. You know, I'm too young. I'm too old. You know the excuses. I'm just not. I'm having fun. Well, man, come on. You can, the best fun is when you're serving God and you're guilt-free. I wake up every day with a clean slate. I'm not condemned. I'm not worried about the night before and all this mess. No, you can just serve God now, and that's you today. You're called to live right and be right with God and stay prepared. Yesterday, we were preparing for the, for the wind and the cold. Um, my sweet Jen, she wasn't able to do much of it, but she was able to come out and sit out with us and, and me and, and uh, Mom Brown and Dad were out there and 
putting in flowers, and, and mom was with Jen, and then she was taking care of the dog, you know, the grand dog, right? So, uh, <laughs> so they were outside on Friday, and man, we were putting in these beautiful chrysanthemums, and so, you know, those aren't cheap. Filled up the flower bed with those things. They're beautiful, but, and we don't want them to die. So uh, Dad Brown and Jen got a plan, and we bought one of those, you know, those, uh, it's like a garden blanket to protect from the wind. You got to hold it down with wood and all this stuff because the wind's coming today. You say, well, que sera, sera. Remember the song? Whatever will be, will be. No, you got to take preparation. You got to prepare for things. You got to be able to prepare. The weather said it's coming. Man, we believe that. We believe a weather report. Won't we believe God's word? Take him at his word. What, what did Jesus say again? Let's go back to what he said. Let's go to verse 44. He said, you also must be ready. Be prepared all the time, just some days, just Sundays, man. Man, I pray the Lord comes on Sunday because I'll be ready on a Sunday or Saturday night. Man, or Friday night, I really get my heart right and start preparing for Saturday and Sunday, you know. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You also must be ready all the time for the Son of Man will come when least expected least expected so please dear people of god stay prepared always 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 stay prepared and lately i've i've felt a call i've felt a call to fill up this altar with people who want to repent who want to get right with god who need god god's help with stuff what is that that's humility practice you don't know how many times even as a associate pastor here and I see my brother doing it as well. Man, I'd come up to this altar over the years, and as a young man in, in, this, in this church, man, I'd come up to the altar every time I could because I want to stay humble before God. Say, what about everybody? No, the, the altar's open now, and I'm going to go up there and make sure my heart's right, make sure God's speaking to me, make sure I can still hear Him. And you know what? It's exciting that you have the Spirit of God and you still have a conscience because there are those in this world that are moving away from that. There are those, I would hazard a guess to say this on the planet, that, that they are what Scripture calls reprobate, meaning they can't even hear the Spirit of God anymore. Nothing matters anymore. They don't care. And I praise God that you will never come to that place of where you just don't care. You never will. You will always care. You will always have a conscience. You will always listen to the Spirit, Spirit of God. That's why you're here on a Sunday morning. Say, man, I didn't want to get out in this, or I didn't feel good. Or I, but here you are. And those of you on the live stream, same thing. God bless you for tuning in because God is speaking to you today. God is speaking to you today. So you've got to stay prepared. Stay prepared. You don't want to be like the five foolish bridesmaids that, oh my gosh, he's here. We're, we're, we don't have enough oil now. Our lamps are dying out. Man, that means the light of God in them had died out. The light of Jesus. They were no longer the light of the world. Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run and go do this real quick and get ready. It's too late. So that leads me to my next point, and this is very sobering. Hang with me here. Hang with me. There's always good news, remember. But not everybody will make it. Say, man, when Jesus returns, man, the rapture, and he calls for his people, and they meet him in the air, and they go to the marriage feast of the Lamb, isn't everybody who's ever confessed Jesus going to be there? No, my dear brothers and sisters, no. No, those bridesmaids were there waiting right outside the marriage feast. They were there. Those were believers. We know where the world stands. Those were believers. Those were people. Jesus said, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, is going to make it. That's my paraphrase. Jesus said that. Why? 
Because people allow themselves to be lukewarm. The book of Revelation talks about that. He's speaking to one of the churches there, one of the letters to the churches in the first two chapters of Revelation. And the Lord is giving the Apostle John this word, and he's speaking it. It's a quote. And Jesus said, man, I wish you were hot or cold. But because you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Now let's lighten it a little bit. How many of you love lukewarm coffee? Raise your hand. You don't love it. Now I'm weird. As long as my coffee is black and sweet, right? I'll drink it cold, hot, or lukewarm. That's weird. And most people are not that way. I'll drink a can of Coca-Cola off the shelf or cold or lukewarm. I don't care. But most people don't like that. And Jesus is making a point here. He said, man, my food was lukewarm. Ugh. Look, I want my salad to be cold and my food to be piping hot. Growing up, man, dad, dad wanted his food so hot, he'd be burning everybody else's mouths. And he'd, say, he'd say, honey, he'd tell my mom, honey, put that in the microwave for me. Everybody's mouths are like getting sores in them. I don't know if it's military or what, old, just old school. He'd put that thing in there. That's not hot enough. I'm like, ah, hot. It's already hot. He liked it hot. And so others go, no, I'll just eat my food cold. Okay, but Jesus is saying, look, <clears throat> because you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. There's no room for you if you're not going to be able to make up your mind and you're going to ride the fence. And people saying, you know what, I have an agreement with God. Even believers, man, say, I'm going to just live how I want and do this. I can do both. No, you can't. Scripture says you cannot serve two masters. You will either love one and hate the other. You will serve God or not. And my thing is, here's my advice to everybody. Grew up hearing this in church. It's great advice from my dad. Is go first class, whatever you do. Really, make that choice. And I'm not pushing anybody to the world. Heaven knows. But I'm saying, I'm pushing you away from getting you off the fence and from being lukewarm. Be hot or cold. Serve God all in or, or serve the devil all in. Really. I say that to people. And I know y'all are going to continue to serve God. But whoever hears this message, man... Choose this day who you're going to serve. It's time to quit messing around with God. You say, oh, it doesn't work. I've served God this time for two weeks, but it doesn't work. No, you need to be delivered. You need to get free, get out of that bondage, whatever it is, perversion, alcohol, drugs, whatever's holding you back, it's, it's not worth it. You know what Jesus said? He said it'd be better for you to enter into eternal life missing an eye or a hand. Does that mean God is talking about let's mutilate our own bodies, let's cut a hand off? No, it means whatever in life is getting in the way of your relationship with him, get rid of it now. Cut it out, get rid of it. Say, my, my phone is, is causing me to sin. I told him in my freedom class, there was a car, Christian, uh, there was a, a, a Christian song in the 90s, silly thing, not powerful, not anointed, but it made me laugh because the guy said, my car makes me sin. He was, clean, he was singing that. He was a young man, so we can only imagine, but his car made him sin. Then get rid of the car and walk, brother. Really? Say, man, my phone, I can't control it. Get that thing and throw it away. You don't need a smartphone. Get one of those ugly flip phones that you flip open and do, 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 and you got to text by hitting the number over and over and over again. Do, 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 A. Do, 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 R. Do, do, do. Okay, you, you need that. If your smartphone's going to keep you out of heaven, light that thing on fire or sell it. Sell it and tithe. We'll gladly receive your tithe. Get you a flip phone, man. Go get you a pay-as-you-go phone. I need a smartphone. You need a dumb phone if that thing is pushing you toward hell. 
Really. Whatever it is blocking the blessing or getting in the way. You say, man, my ex keeps coming around and I keep he won't serve God and he does this or she does this. And I'm, I'm not married to him, but they just keep. Oh, man, that makes it even easier Then you're not married to him. Let them go, honey, child. Mm-mm. There should be nobody. Excuse my, my vernacular here. There should be nobody or nothing that keeps you from serving God. Nothing should keep you from serving God. Because you're going to see not everybody will make it. I believe it was Billy Sunday. Was he an evangelist? He said, man, we're going to be surprised when we get to heaven and who's there and who's not. <laughs> man, oh, my gosh, what are you doing here? <laughs> and then where's so-and-so? <laughs> you made it? Man, I repented on my deathbed. Okay, I won't have many rewards, but I made it by the skin of my teeth. Well, welcome. Praise God. Here we are. And the others go, where's the other one? Oh, they didn't make it. They didn't make it. Hmm. Not everybody will make it, this go, and you, this can go backwards here, not everybody will make it, so stay prepared because Jesus will return. He will return. And it, it, it could happen in your lifetime. I'm telling you, we're not basing our lives on this, but I find it strange. Um, here in the next six years, uh, about six years, five and a half, six years, uh, there's supposed to be an asteroid that hits the earth. And the crazy prediction is, that if the asteroid happens to miss in 2029, it's going to miss the Earth and slingshot into space and come back almost exactly seven years later and hit for sure. Sound, just sounds crazy. They announced it at first. I remember when, when Donald Trump was president, there was an announcement. I don't think he announced it by some of these space agencies and stuff. And I don't know if it was NASA or whoever. They announced it, and then they took it away and said, oh, no, we were wrong. We don't want people to panic. We want you to panic about COVID, but not about an asteroid hitting the Earth. I couldn't understand or grasp the logic for that. I said, okay, well, okay. We're going to worry about a virus, but not about an asteroid that could just wipe out everything. But that's very scriptural. Could that happen? It could be. Maybe not. I don't know. But, man, we stay ready. The signs are pointing now toward the coming, the imminent return of Jesus. He will return. So you've got to stay prepared because not everybody is going to make it. You need to keep sharing your faith. You need to live like he's coming tonight. There's a country song. And I'll wrap it up with this. I've, I've always remembered this. And, and was it Tim McGraw? It was live like you're dying. Man, live it up for God. That doesn't mean living for the devil, living out in the world. But live like you're dying, man. Live like it's almost going to be over. Enjoy life. But tell, tell people like it's your last few days on earth. Say, man, I don't know if I'm going to see you again, but you need to come to Jesus. I don't know, I don't know, man, if I'll see you next week or next family reunion, but here, really, man, you need to give that stuff up. You need to come and see the Lord. You need to come to the Lord. You need to accept him now. It's time, people of God, it's time. Jesus will return, so we've got to stay prepared because not everybody's going to make it. But I believe, dear brothers and sisters, with all my heart, that you're going to make it because you love God and you seek God. You're not here by accident on this cold day. So would you bow your heads and close your eyes? God has so much grace and love for you. The good news is there's always hope. There's always a chance to repent. There's always a chance to get right with God. So as this service closes today, I start off with such an important prayer, and that is for those and with those who have never accepted Jesus and made Him the Lord of their life. You say, I've never raised my hand. I've never... Uh, Raise my hand to accept Jesus. I've never 
come to the altar to accept Jesus. I've never publicly confessed Jesus. I've never done it. I've never accepted him publicly before. If that's you today and you say, man, if Jesus came back tonight, I don't know that I would make it. Would you please raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you. We're going to pray with you as family, the family of God. You say, man, I don't think I'd make it. God bless you for your courage. God bless you for your courage. Thank you. Love you so much. So proud of you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Raise those hands. Anybody else? All right. want everybody to confess this prayer with me as that soft music plays. Say, Heavenly Father, I need you, Lord. I've always needed you, but I need you now more than ever. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. And I cannot overcome sin by myself. I need a redeemer. I need a champion. Someone who will stand and fight for me. And you already have. You fought the battle at the cross. And when you rose again. So say this. Say, I confess that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. I call upon you, Lord, to save me. Come into my life. I need you. I can't live without you. Forgive me, Lord. Say, I believe and I know that you've saved me. You've saved me from hell. And from my sin, from my past, in Jesus' name, I believe. I want you to stand to your feet this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed as you stand to your feet. If there was anyone in this house that said, man, you know what, Pastor Matt? I'm saved. I'm right with God. But man, I felt conviction in God's word today. God spoke to me about something through that word today, would you raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you and for you today. Say, God spoke to me. God spoke to me, man. He's doing something in me. He's working on me. That means there's something exciting in your future. That's, that builds a sense of hope and excitement in us when we say, man, God speaks to me. He loves me. There's hope. There's conviction. And I'm going to continue to follow him. Let me pray for you today. Everybody in this house. Father, I thank you that your hand of grace and mercy and blessing and protection is over everyone in here. Your promises are good forever. Scripture says they're good. They last for a thousand generations, Lord. A thousand generations. Wow. We thank you today, Lord, because you're with us and because your promises are good. And heaven and earth will pass away, but your words will never pass away. We know that you think good thoughts of us and that you love us and you're You've prepared heaven for us and that you died on the cross for us and you rose again so that we could spend eternity with you. And Lord, right now we thank you, we honor you, we bless the name of Jesus because we know we cannot do it by ourselves. We need you more than ever. Lord, thank you for conviction. That means that you still speak to us. Thank you for conviction. Thank you for touching our hearts. Thank you for helping us to feel godly remorse, godly regret, not worldly regret. That leads to death godly regret and godly remorse and conviction lord leads us to repentance today we repent of anything that would get between between us god in our relationship with you 
We thank you that you're preparing us, you're working on us. Thank you for the classes this church offers. Thank you for the time and the connect groups this church offers. I thank you for the services in both ministries. I thank you for the lives that are touched here weekly and daily because of what we do here at the church and what we do to love people and reach them and what these folks do throughout the week, throughout the community to love people and be a light. We thank you, Father, because they're your church and they're your flock. We give you all the glory today and we praise you. Continue to speak to us. Continue to speak to us. Continue to transform us on a daily basis, Lord, as we draw closer to you. We praise you and thank you today and we give you all the glory.